Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, whether you're catching the show uh, live or in archive, uh, again, welcome everyone to the show. Uh, a little quick note about me. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer and navigational consultant. Um, I do uh, sessions with people all over the country by phone and, and, and Zoom and FaceTime, as well as in-office sessions here in my home in Phoenix. Uh, info about all my work can be found at my uh, website at jimventura.com. I'm also an author of a few books and um, do frequent appearances on the ABC television show The List, which is syndicated in a lot of areas uh, in the country. And I do an every other month column called um, Snake Oil, which is what we're going to be getting to today, as well as uh, a monthly YouTube channel that you can check out as well if you would like. Uh, this is a live column read show. Um, so I'm going to read this month's column, and I say this month meaning November and December's column. Uh, to cover that, and then I'm going to spend the rest of the show kind of going into more detail about this column and kind of the meaning behind it and why I wrote it and uh, a couple of other good things. Uh, just so you know, I can see a whole bunch of people already um, waiting to uh, call in. Um, I don't take calls for my uh, column read shows, except if I have time toward the end, which is pretty rare. Um, the good news is I will be taking live calls on next week's show. I'll be doing an interview with a, uh, a uh, very amazing woman named Crystal Heineman. And uh, toward the end of that show, I will take some live calls so you can ask Crystal questions. Uh, I don't take live calls again after column read shows, uh, but um, – you can sometimes catch live calls when I do my astrology update show. So, again, thanks for, you know, for the call-ins, but I will not be able to take the live calls because we just don't have the time on the show to cover them. Uh, okay. So that being said, uh, again, what we're going to do is I'm going to dive right in here and share my uh, this month's column. Um, after I finish up with that, uh, there's a couple of specials and things that I'm also – uh, offering this month that I will mention. Uh, you can check that out again on my website. But uh, this column, uh, very appropriately so, uh, is a bit about holiday season that is upon us and kind of the unique circumstances that we find ourselves in, uh, you know, during a, um, you know, a pandemic. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit of a different type of an energy and a vibe that we have going on here. Uh, than we normally would, I think, in terms of, um, you know, how to handle or deal with the holidays. Um, so uh, let's kind of dive right in. Uh, so this column, uh, my November-December snake oil column, is called Family Takes a Hit. The holiday season is here again. Uh, traditions of Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, etc., are important parts of American rituals and bring with them the potential of reconnecting with our families uh, as well as turbulence. 2020 has been a contentious year for the most part with bitter camp alignments toward political affiliations, perspective on the, perspectives on the pandemic ranging from either following popular science religiously 
to out and out defiance about whether there is even a pandemic at all. Somehow, like nearly everything else this year, this too became a political football to kick around. Little tolerance and understanding of other people's points of view abound, and cutting out friends or family in life or through social media have been growing notably over the last few years. The question then becomes, how will all of this impact the holiday season as we close out the last few weeks of 2020? When heightened fear, practical limitations, and stubborn my way or the highway anger is added to the mix. The notable, difficult, heavy impacts of astrological influences this year, the heightened Capricorn configuration with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, has impacted so many economically, physically, and emotionally in ways similar to the early 1930s. Other astrological similarities to the AIDS crisis in the mid-80s with this pandemic and the fear of getting sick are also in play. Astrology reminds us that the planets and signs have aspects, easy or difficult angles, and the sign in direct opposition to Capricorn is actually Cancer. Cancer and the fourth house placements on our natal chart represent our family ties, our home life, where we feel nurtured, and where we need to retreat inwardly for a sense of calm. We have a family we're born into. We all have a mother and father, or at least at the start, but that can go on all kinds of different directions. Possibly siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, and other extended or adopted family. A family extends far beyond these aspects for most of us to include things like groups, friendships, pets, work families, marriage families, and other ways we connect to others and are need to be part of a family. I was born the sixth of seven children in a large family. But both my mom and dad have passed back into the other world. I have six siblings all over the U.S., and many friends I feel that are part of my family too. Well, there were some negatives to being only one small part of such a large family. There were far more positive aspects that I gained from this configuration. The holiday seasons with my large family were really good times. As our family grew with added marriage pairings, nieces and nephews and friends became part of our family, we had some really amazing times. The most important part of being in a large family was we had no choice but to learn how to temper to be temperate and to get along with many different types of people. Everyone understandably had different perspectives about life, priorities, politics, philosophy, and the benefits of healthy compromise were a necessity. In our extended family, not only was uh, not everyone was always on the same page. And honestly, how boring and unrealistic is that anyway? But while we at times vehemently disagreed, we still prioritized the importance of our family unit. We generally still inevitably had each other's backs. This has always remained a constant in my life. And it's likely the reason I can be friends and even work with people I might disagree with in many areas by focusing on the fact that there's good in almost everyone also. Having worked in my unique form as a counselor for so many years has put me into the many variations of thousands of very different types of people. Some of the family experiences I've heard about in other people's past were delightful to hear about, yet there are many clients and friends who have been through experiences with family that have ranged from difficult to even horrific. 
An understanding of karma can help to mentally and spiritually navigate through some of this murky water. Still, the emotional wounds of family mistreatment can take decades to fully resolve. At the very least, working with so many people who have struggled has added to my acknowledgement of my childhood being not only easier than average, but in many respects outright amazing by contrast. Like so many people at this time have found the many different forms of COVID's impact have not been easy. I'm currently single and live alone. First two months or so of social distancing and staying at home were honestly a blessing, providing me with a period of rest, retreat, looking inward and reevaluation. After a few months, though, I was weary of the isolation. While listening to the media and social media rants from people about how selfish people, including me, were for wanting to be out in the world again. Many of the most opinionated cushioned at home with their spouses, children, and were financially able to weather the storm. Like almost everyone, though, I experienced some real losses from the impact of COVID. Some financial aspects and other tests were trying, but I think the emotional losses were what made me most uncomfortable. And in contrast to those losing family members to this illness, business losses and other difficult tests, mine might even seem mild, though. I've been going to the same gym for 19 years now, closed for many months and now finally reopened in a limited way, but it's simply not the same. A good portion of my gym family have simply not returned and may never. I felt this loss deeply. My buddies were extended relationships developed over many years, and they mattered to me. A good friend of mine for many years has dealt with extreme limitations over his once lucrative bar restaurant business, dealt with personal illness, an elderly father-in-law, and a number of other struggles. His wife and three children have been extended family for me. I saw them often over the last 15 years and even spent many holidays with them. Last time I saw them was about nine months ago when I was scrutinized heavily about who I was around and it was suggested that I was too reckless in my approach. His far left-leaning and heavily immersed in politics spouse has been irritated by my more politically centrist viewpoints and the metaphysical perspectives. And it was suggested to me on my Facebook post that I needed to change the way that I think. I've been down this road many times in my life. She's not the first wife or husband of a close friend to be irritated by me. I understand that for her as a mother, the need to protect her family and children are incredibly important. They are, like so many people, incredibly fearful of getting or transmitting the virus to others. I saw this clearly when I briefly hung out with my friend, and I've seen this with some clients and many people out in the world too, and I could see the caution and trepidation around him. I could feel the fear radiating all around. He, and I'm sure his wife, are genuinely scared of getting sick. My emotional body still, understandably, has some struggle with this sense of family rejection. There have been some good changes as well. A lot of issues in my immediate birth family were resolved or at least balanced after struggles that emerged over my mom's passing last year. This insane election and political period gave my siblings and I a chance to discuss it together on text threads that actually bonded us. 
again, we don't always see eye to eye, but we do respect our differences and like to discuss our viewpoints respectively. The small metaphysical group I've been part of for the last three years has become another great family that I see about twice a month. We've even traveled together over the summer and have an amazing time whenever we meet up. They are now part of my family. I reconnected with the close friend I had a falling out with over four years ago. We both owned our mistakes, and now our bond is strong again. I said, well connected with some of my friends, especially those with more metaphysical viewpoints. We even have prioritized social distancing hangouts over the summer. We've been practical about it and reasonably safe, but they never hesitated to value the importance of staying connected as friends. I'm grateful for all my extended friends and family for not letting fear shut out important bonds and the value of being involved. So now the holidays with the added discomfort of strong warnings from public health officials suggest extreme caution. So many already isolated people's fear of getting sick or getting others sick will inevitably become more heightened with these messages. Many will forgo some traditions because of these fears. Others will go the other road and ignore any caution entirely. Either extreme approach will likely be a powder keg of hurt feelings, estrangement, and an added dose of financial hardship for many. Opinion about the right or wrong of it, and many will resent those whose perspectives are different. I grew up watching All in the Family, a brilliant television show that broke norms by discussing political, social, and moral questions of brutal honesty rarely ever addressed on television. It was done with humor, and the characters were strangely lovable just the same. The aspects of the rigid conservative beliefs of Archie Bunker clash painfully with his extremely liberal daughter and son-in-law. We seem equally cartoonishly polarized now as we were in the 70s when the show originally ran. A heightened underlying theme in the show was that disagreement, even extreme ones, were normal in families, yet family unity still mattered. We all have choices whether we politically argue with our family. We can continue to cling to the groups who only reflect our beliefs about right and wrong. And yes, in some cases, some people may simply be too far away from our perspective, downright reprehensible. That's just too toxic to be around it. But I would suggest that maybe we can still find some way to break bread with the majority of our family members. Maybe joy, focus on the joy of cooking and eating and minimalizing political discussions, or at least accepting other different perspectives, even if we absolutely disagree, would be a wise decision. What my family often does is share funny stories about our childhoods, the good ones and the challenging times. We have firm political perspectives, but we don't spend much family time in that space. There are ways to be with our family, even in a limited way, by video chats if one is afraid of catching a virus. The fear of others itself has torn families apart at this time. The benefits of physical touch, hugs, and smiles hidden by masks are truly a significant loss. Maybe we can find a way to look around that, and at the very least, we can appreciate it more than ever when we inevitably get it back. There is movement astrologically out of some of the heavier Capricorn energy into Aquarius in late December. This should begin a shift in society in positive ways as we see progress and the lessening of the extreme fear so prevalent at this time. We can do our part 
individually to usher in this change now. We can be more understanding of other points of view, even if some of those viewpoints make us cringe. They've considered giving up yelling at each other to do things our way as if that approach has ever worked anyway. We can choose to focus on what commonalities unite us as opposed to what separates us. We can create paths of temperance again or new ones that never existed. Two months ago, I drove through an area I feel is a coordination point energetically while heading back from a fun Vegas trip that I've talked about before in previous columns. Driving through this area always seems to give me insight or simply realigns me. I begin to think about the different social and familiar groups I've been part of so far in this lifetime. There have been a lot of them. Childhood memories of school friends as well as neighborhood friends, changing best friends that were incredibly close for years and then ended for different unique reasons, comfortably tucked away in my emotional body were remembered. My childhood, even with its challenges, was really fun. I was part of many family circles. The many different restaurants I worked at and the family members I formed in each one of those places in my 20s and 30s. And some are still even part of my life in some respects. Each restaurant was a different cast of characters. We found ways to get along and even enjoy each other's company. They all became, for a time, time members of my family. I thought about relationship families connected to past love interests that I had become part of. Inevitably changed when those ended, but all of them had impact. Time seemed to stretch with vivid memories and the emotional sense of connectedness along with a bit of healthy sentimentality poured in. It included sadness, love, appreciation, and just the immensity of having had so much family and love in so many different ways. My life has been amazing so far. I've been seriously blessed with strong familial initial family and so much additional extended family. I cried happy tears on that trip home. I know that while there was a bit more on my life's rearview mirror as opposed to what was ahead, there would be new familial connections and more fun ahead before I decided to depart from this world. The experience was simply profound and a new or more likely remembered that this is what we all do before we die, part of what we review when we pass back into the other world. It was familiar. I had done this in other times and places, and my temperance and appreciation of differences in family in this lifetime has given me a bank of significant experiences precisely because I know how to value diversity over division. Okay. So that is my column. And I will, I will, I will mention right off the bat that, you know, a big part of, of doing this was, you know, I had a little hesitancy because this is longer than the majority of the columns I have written uh, in, in, in my life. I usually try to, you know, keep it to two to three pages, and this ended up, um, you know, being quite um, a bit longer, uh, as you can probably uh, tell. But there was just so much to cover, I think. So, I, you know, I allowed it to go uh, a bit longer. Um, a couple of points I want to kind of expand on about this particular um, column and this whole subject, because we are in the middle of it, uh, you know, depending on whether you're, again, catching the show live or an archive, you know, we are now technically in, in early December, and the next holiday that most celebrate is Christmas, Hanukkah, ahead, and the new year, and um, 
you know, we've, uh, we have a, you know, a raving pandemic going on as well. Um, so, you know, if, if you've kind of followed the thread of, of the last few columns I've written, I've kind of addressed this subject from different angles in different ways over the last few months. And I think this is sort of the culmination of, of getting to the heart of what's going on that I want to kind of share. Um, also, you know, I, had, I, you know, in this particular piece also, you'll catch a couple of times me uh, mentioning the word temperance, which is a archetypal card in a tarot deck, uh, by the way. And uh, I just did a YouTube video about temperance. So just kind of another angle on both having temperance and, and a lack of temperance, temperance reversed. So if you'd like some more insight about that, you can go to my YouTube channel, Jay Ventura on YouTube, and track that down. Um, but points that I'd, I'd sort of like to bring up that I think are significant here um, about what has been going on in the world um, you know, I, I've talked in, on previous radio shows and in many different ways about the astrology behind this. And, you know, there's no attack on Capricorn uh, by any means. There's wonderful attributes of Capricorn, and then there's the negative elements of Capricorn, as is with every other sign. But, you know, there was a lot of astrology in Capricorn in the last year. So, you know, positive pole of Capricorn is I use – and what that means is um, I use doesn't mean like I take advantage of people. I use means that I use difficulty. I allow it to make me stronger. Our Capricorns often can weather a lot um, and, and get through difficulty and can excel in life precisely because of what they overcome. It is one of their, typically one of their strengths. Negative pole of Capricorn is I inhibit. And inhibition is when you become fearful about areas of subjects you're not knowledgeable about or, um, you know, social exchange or whether you can handle something or, or do it. Um, you know, so inhibition is that kind of energy of pulling inward in, in anxiety. And so if you kind of go further with discussing that, you know, the lesson of Capricorn energy is to learn sociability. And it doesn't mean that we um, – the Capricorns are incapable of being social. Obviously, some are good at it. But usually it takes some practice. Uh, there can be a heavy-handed approach to being social and, and less ease than other signs that might come to it easily, like Libras more so or Sagittarians, uh, Leos, and sometimes be, have a little bit more ease with social exchange. Capricorn tends to kind of carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. So that doesn't usually f help flow in, heart, in social <laughs> energy situations. But again, Capricorn, like any other sign, study it, work on it, can become quite excellent. Some of the best comedians are Capricorns. So, yeah, the energy patterns are we're going to be moving out of this Capricorn energy astrologically in mid to late December um, and into Aquarius. So there are going to be changes um, in some positive ways. And I think this correlates in a practical sense with the, um, you know, the vaccine uh, the vaccines that are on the horizon that will begin to get distributed in the next few weeks, probably to you know, hospital staff and nursing homes, uh, and eventually to the brunt of the population, depending on how many people will take that. Um, I have my own very uh, pointed opinions about vaccine, uh, but uh, me, for me personally, probably not going to take it. 
but I honor anyone's choice and what they they want to do with that. Everyone's again, here, here we go. People got to make decisions about what is right and comfortable for them. So I'm more excited not about the vaccine. I'm more excited about the vaccine getting people to believe that they're safe and and then feeling safe and and you know what I mean and and, and you know the mass psyche of belief is a far more prevalent force than anything else for that matter. So people finally believe it's safe to be out in the world again and interact with other human beings because they've taken this vaccine and that's what they'll do. And we'll see these numbers potentially go down. So this is all a good thing, you know, however you want to view it. But again, even that's going to become probably somewhat of a sore subject about the rights and wrongs of who's taking a vaccine and not taking a vaccine. So again, here we go. With, with more of the some some more of the same argument about being a good one or a bad one in terms of a person and what you should or shouldn't be doing. So getting back, so as I'm kind of now you're catching Sagittarius here in motion, kind of deviating, deviating off track and then coming back. So I want to bring myself back to a point that I was making here, uh, just across the board, um, and this column kind of highlights this. They said in the piece, I was raised in a large family. So, you know, ever so humorously, um, you had to learn how to get along. Uh, You know, I developed mad skills at maneuvering mom to give me more love and affection, which was still barely anything, (laughs) by the way. But I pulled it off because I became kind of competitive in that respect. Um, uh, And, uh, and, you know, we, but uh, on the flip side, you know, we also had to get along with each other. It was a requirement. And, and my siblings, we have similarities, of course, but there's many variances of what we believe to be true and what we value. And, but, yeah, we got along, and we still largely do. So I kind of have this theory that I think for many people born into a larger family, you, you do have the potential to learn how to get along with, with different people more effectively. Um, you know, I, I run across many uh, only children who are much more myopic in how everyone has to be on the same page in terms of belief or perspective. Now, again, none of this 100% holds true. You might be an only child and grow up with extended cousins and, 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 and large family neighborhoods and, and, and certainly have had the experience of learning how to interact. There's a general rule of thumb. I, you know, I think that a larger family does create a little bit more of a tolerance, although I've seen variances there too. But just generally, you're kind of forced to. Um, and I disagreed with many of the things my mother believed. My mother was a staunch Catholic and, you know, fanatical about us not eating meat on Fridays and, and, and following certain rituals and things that I wasn't, you know, particularly thrilled with. And she was very staunch uh, Republican. And, you know, uh, I, you know I love my mother. You know, uh, she was even sometimes mildly uh, racist, very mildly, thank God. But she kind of was. And, um, you know, I still love my mother. I found the good in my mother. There was a lot of positive things in spite of those difficult parts. So I guess that approach has affected the way I've lived my life. So, you know, when I worked in the restaurant business as a waiter and a bartender, um, I was around all kinds of nut jobs really cool people and weird people. And, you know, I remember the first time I worked around Mormons. That was very interesting. I remember working with a Jehovah's Witness at one point, you know, gay, straight, black, white. You know, we, you know I was just around a lot of different people. 
in, in the business. So I think, you know, part of the roots of having come from a large family made me get along with most everybody in that way. And it's just always been kind of part of my wiring. There have been times when I've had to get away from people that were just too horrible, you know, but mostly I, I don't have that many experiences in contrast that way. Most of the time I kind of found a way to, to interact and, and to function in spite of, of vast differences in, in perspectives and, and in what we value. So that's allowed me to have kind of a lot of really great experiences along the way where I don't get as angry, upset when, when I disagree with someone politically, you know, even completely or in other areas, still find a way. And what I've observed, especially in 2020 is really, you know, for, for many people, the exact opposite, you know, they observing the unfriending on Facebook and Instagram and, and I mean, just watching posts of people saying things like, if you even support Donald Trump at all, you know, you are not my friend, and you know what I mean. And you could take yourself off my 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 friendship list now, or the reverse. Uh, you know, if you if you you don't love him and, and appreciate what he's done, you can go away now. You know, uh, listen, I have not been a big fan of this president for the last four years. I, it's a whole separate show. But as I've said before, um, not a big fan. <laughs> at many levels go, go away I'm glad he's gone but at another level I've said this you know, very 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 clearly I have family members that were supportive of him I have many clients that are supportive of him and they, they love their children and many of them worked in animal rescue and, and do other amazing things in their life so I, I don't I don't shut people down because of the difference in, in political belief I've experienced just as much backlash, as I'm sure many have, from people on the far left as well for not being angry enough or radical enough about this in the first place. Um, you know, I, in this piece, I, I, I shared a very intimate story. I changed a little detail of it. But, yeah, I've had a very, very good friend for 15, more than 15 years. Not only good friends with him, but his wife and part of his children's lives. And his wife is very, very far left in her political viewpoints. And um, like I'm, I lean kind of left myself, but I'm kind of more center or more moderate. And, um, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, some of that their home, I was scrutinized. Uh, how dare I go to Vegas and be out in the world and, 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 you know, interact and try to have sex or, you know, or, or connect with people when I should be hiding at home. Um, you know, as they sit at home, you know, husband and wife with their two kids and their two, their two dogs, uh, and in comfiness, you know, I'm single. Uh, a couple of months of this was 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 beneficial and it, and it was worthy of the sacrifice. Nine months, a year, no, you know, uh, be practical and safe about it. So I'm going to be out in the world if I can, here and there. You know, um, I don't agree. So, yeah, that was difficult because, uh, you know, she has literally shut me out. And um, it was a heart on the emotional body. And her husband, of course, is going to go along with it. It's his wife. I don't blame him in that respect. you got to keep harmony in the family. And I've been through this many, many times in my life, by the way. I said this piece, uh, this is not a, 
a singular experience for me. I've had many friendships end when a husband or a wife of a friend of mine or partner just didn't like me and my perspective on things. And it became a battle between them, you know, choosing their mate over their friend. And in my younger years, sometimes I'd fight and make it uncomfortable. Uh, I'm older and wiser now. I just step away. You know, that's the end of it in that respect. And uh, it's sad, but it is what it is. But this is what I mean. I, I've seen so much of this across the board that, you know, I think it's less about the the different political perspectives and what you should or shouldn't be doing during a pandemic and more about this heavy, heavy, judgmental, angry, um, um, you know, myopic, uh, my way or the highway type of vibe that has become so sort of socially acceptable in a way that um, to me is, has been horrible over the last couple of years that this has become like this in this world. I, again, I don't get it. Um, I, I, you know, when I look at, when I look to Facebook and, and I look at some of the posts of my friends, I mean, some of it's uplifting and amazing and funny and cool. And believe me, some of the stuff is horrible, like just totally dopey and, <laughs> and completely don't agree. I don't unfriend someone over, over or most of the stuff. I mean, having a bad day. They, they have a different opinion about this subject. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I just don't get the extremism that, that, that runs across the board with so many people at this time. And I think a lot of people are going to come to a place of regretting that and, and have to have some experiences that, you know, open their eyes to having chose that or that focus. So, you know, that's what I you know, have been talking about in, in multiple different ways throughout my columns. And, and particularly in this one, um, you know, again, there's multiple sides of, of looking at this pandemic. Yeah, I, I feel tremendous sympathy for doctors and nurses and people in hospitals and what they're doing and, and what they're putting out and the, the, their sacrifices. And, and I, I get that. But again, the, the practical human being, you know, the math is, you know, one out of three restaurants in the country will be um, permanently bankrupt and out by the end of the year. The decimation to the entertainment industry, um, the travel industry, millions of people uh, being affected and losing career and income and, you know, people making, uh, you know, 80000 a year that are now on food lines to, in the humiliation of that. Um, that's not just thousands. This is, this is millions across the country that's going on. So I don't have a solution to it. I just, I'm not going to rant about one side being right and the other side being wrong. Uh, I can see, you know, multiple sides of a situation. I recognize both of those things are, are valid uh, as difficult things that we had to maneuver around accordingly. So, again, like I said, in the positive sense, um, you know, uh, I'm excited about this move into Capricorn energy that's coming. Um, this is, you know, Cap not, not out of Capricorn and into Aquarius, sorry. I stand corrected uh, for Jupiter and, and Saturn astrologically. You know, this should begin to kind of shift gears toward, uh, you know, Aquarius is about group associations and friendships 
and detachment and, and causes and things that matter to us and being eccentric and weird. And so I think that the contrast to this difficult year of 2021 may actually be somewhat positive. One, just because, you know, if people get vaccinated and, and the numbers go down with people getting ill, um, you know, people are really going to appreciate going to the movies or going to a sporting event or a concert or being able to travel or, you know, hang out in a coffee shop with other people. <laughs> Just by contrast, you know, um, there can be an improvement and appreciation of that. And maybe more of this appreciation that people are eccentric and weird and different and have different points of view will begin to come into play. And we could use some more of that. Uh, in that sense, I'm, I'm not, you know, traumatized by someone having a different philosophy that, 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 than I do, uh, you know. Uh, so that's what I've seen this year. And, you know, like I had said you know, somewhat in the piece, you know, we all have a choice here on, on what we do and how we handle this stuff. Um, you know, we choose whether we're going to battle or we're going to fight or whether we're going to cut people out. And if you've made those mistakes this year, um, one, stop it, <laughs> and two, you know, forgive yourself and move on. You know, maybe reach out to people you were disconnected from. Maybe learn from it in that sense and, and, and have a better perception or perspective as we move forward um, of this cruel rejection of other people that we've gotten too, um, you know, extreme about. It's just not good, guys. Um, you know, it's, it's not being temperate. It's, it's tilting into crazy land in that sense. And yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we need to be around each other. We need a hug. We need to see people. We need to, you know, we need to be able to do things in groups again. And we will, you know, don't, don't, don't get caught up in this, this uh, pessimistic stuff about the end of the world and, and that we'll never have it back again. We'll all be walking on masks for the rest of life. No, we not. This will pass, you know, like a gallstone. But it'll pass. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not doomed for mankind to be going through this forever. Let me bring up another point here about the piece that I wrote. You know, I mentioned about, you know, what what kind of triggered writing this piece was. I drove through this this point between Phoenix and Las Vegas. You know, I guess I can actually tell you where it is for anyone living in this vicinity. Um, it's sort of like when you're driving from Phoenix to Vegas, you, I think it's the I-95 or 93. I'm going to mess that up. Um, you have to go about 20 miles west on the I-40. That's called Purple Hearts Trail. And it's about maybe 10 or 15 miles before you get to that I-40. And then you get back eventually on the, you know, the 93 again, I think it is, or 95, and head up toward Vegas. And I think it's a power spot, like similar to Sedona or places that you can find in Hawaii and various places. Because I always have these very transformative kind of energy things that happen when I go through that area. So it's amazing. One of the reasons why I like to drive up to Vegas every two months, one, because I enjoy going to Vegas, although I've got some trepidation about that right now for a couple of different reasons, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, but because I enjoy going to that area, it always seems to shift me or change me or give me an awareness about something. So that's what I was talking about. As I was driving through there, it was like time had just stretched. And I kept seeing all these different families that I was part of, you know, through childhood and school and, and when I was in college and all the different restaurants I worked in, which were many, by the way. I was a bartender and a waiter for years while I developed my, my skills in this area and eventually you know, began to do this full-time in my, my mid to late 30s, not mid-30s. 
Um, and just looking at all these different families that I've been part of, and it was this incredible, emotional, amazing recognition of all that, that, that wonderfulness of people that, you know, few of them still are part of my life. Uh, many, I, you know, some have physically passed back into the other world. Um, some I just never spoke to again for different reasons. And it was just such a delightful feeling of, of beauty and, and luck and the wonder of having had so much of it in that way. Um, and, and that excitement, knowing there was still more to come. I'm not leaving this world yet. You know, uh, I, I figure I probably got another, you know, 25, 30, you know, maybe even 40, 40, maybe 40 years uh, alive here. Um, so that's still quite a bit to go. But there has been a lot. And that's just what I felt, all this incredible love. And, again, it was just like I can look back at my family and being, you know, feeling insignificant in a larger family and vying for attention from mom and dad and all the things that I thought were negative and now realizing that those things were beneficial to me at multiple levels because it set the stage for how I, I perceive and experience family in extended places through work and environments and the part of that, that, those emotional recognitions were recognizing the dogs and cats that I had. Those were parts of my family during childhood and even as an adult and, and the relationship families when I dated and had mother-in-law and father-in-law or extended siblings that way. And, oh, man, it was just such an amazing recognition. It's just such an interesting when I wrote it because it was like I drove through the area in a span of like six minutes, and yet it felt like hours of collected acknowledgement and recognition. So that's what kind of hit me as I did it, that, you know, that's what we do, you know, when we're getting closer, I think, to passing back into the other world. Um, you know, that is the ideal sort of old man, old woman on the porch in your rocking chair contemplating, you know, a, a, another day, uh, you know, another time and place and in, in the joy you've had in this physical world. And I very much think not only think, but know that that's what you do when you cross back into the other world, that you go through this reviewing process of all the good, the bad, the joy, the sorrows, everything it took. And um, getting me with a glimpse that was profound. So what it's done for me is made me more aware, even so, that I want to be more temperate and tolerant of other people. And I've been pretty good to begin with, but I can then be a little better as I would suggest to many of my readers and listeners as well. So that's a choice we have, guys. Um, you know, you want the world to be a kinder, more loving place. You have to be part of that, no matter how difficult some of the people are around you. Again, you can always have these extreme situations where you get an occasional nut job here and there that's just got to go, you know. <laughs> but I think those in the larger picture are few and few and far between in contrast to being able to adapt and be temperate and understand. And, and if you want to change the world, you change the world. You be the change in the world. And, and that can get us off this kind of turbulent, ugly energy that we kind of got kind of stuck in in that way. Okay. Another quick thing I'm going to mention is two things. One, I have a great special going on just for the month of December. It ends December 31st. You find out about that on my website where you can get um, discounted uh, gift certificates to buy for yourself or friends or family at this time that I, I generally run every year. So that's from now until December 31st. Info about that on my uh, website, uh, jimventura.com, where you can email me about that. Um, they can be used anytime in 2021. Um, 
Also, uh, I will be doing a show next Thursday, an interview show with Crystal Heineman, who is an amazing reader and, and, and metaphysical expert. And I will not only be interviewing Crystal for about a half hour or so, but we're going to take a half hour uh, to take live calls so you can ask Crystal questions. Um, she's really cool. And uh, she's got some great insight. So I know I, I feel for all my phone people that called in. But, again, it's she time-wise. We're already out of time, and I was not able to get to uh, the live calls, as I rarely am able to do during live shows. Um, but we'll be doing that next week. So if you're not already getting my every other month column, email me, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. It can answer the mailing list. It's free, and it's blind copied out. Uh, also check out my videos on YouTube, Jay Ventura. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can catch any of my previous radio shows or YouTube uh, stuff on, uh, on, uh, on archive. Uh, also, check your local listings. I'm on the List TV often as an astrologer doing astrology spots on the List TV on ABC, so check that out. All right, guys, wishing everyone a belated happy Thanksgiving and a happy holiday season ahead, and if you, you want to catch – my show next Thursday at this same bat time, same bat channel. We're doing our interval show with Crystal Heinemann. So uh, cheers, everyone, and happy start to the winter.